Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Not Another DIY Music Podcast with me, Naz. And me, Ella. Today we're sharing with you our final episode of 2021 and we're really, really excited to share this episode with you. Um, We had the opportunity to interview um, Evelyn Bastian from Vinyl Dyke Zine and who also fronts the Berlin-based band Passionless Pointless. Evelyn has been a huge supporter of our music so to get to interview her was really, really special for us and we really hope that you enjoy this interview. Today we're joined by Evelyn Bastian um, from Vinyl Dyke Passion and Passionless Pointless. Um, Evelyn is a songwriter, guitarist and zine maker. She's a self-described anti-rock star of current times and she's been playing electric guitar for over 20 years and is mainly influenced by early Nirvana, Flipper and L7. She used to play grunge in her bedroom as a teenager and now fronts the grunge band Passionless Pointless. In her free time, she runs Vinyl Dyke Records and Fanzine, documenting DIY rock journalism from Berlin's underground welcome evelyn thank you for being here today hello thank you so much for having me and thank you for that nice introduction (laughs) (laughs) no problem at all so how how have you been how has it been has how has it felt seeing live music again as well and gigging again yeah it's fantastic you know shows have just started over here in berlin and i've been to a couple already And it just felt amazing. Some friends of mine had their record release show last week, for example, and that was a real big rock show. And all of a sudden I found myself in the pit, like in the mosh pit. Oh, wow. (laughs) This right? Can we do this? Am I dreaming? And I I just uh, tried to enjoy it. It was very cool. Yeah, it's it's surreal actually going back to gigs again. It yeah. feels very wrong, but also exciting at the same yeah. time, right? And you have also played some shows actually, haven't you? Yes, we have. Yeah, we've played a few, probably more in a short, yeah, I feel like maybe even four. four yeah. yeah, in a, such a short space of time as well for us. And we've been going to quite a few gigs. Yeah, we've so. been going to gigs as well. So yeah. it's been really... Yeah, 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 really strange. Um, but yeah, it's great. I'm glad you're able to go to gigs again and that you've been staying safe as well at gigs. Yeah. Um, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. And you had your first show not that long ago with your new lineup as well, which we'll, well talk yeah. about a little more as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, we had. We were supposed to have. We had all set up and everything was nice. First band started and then the police came and cancelled the show. <laughs> oh my god Cause yeah because the promoter didn't had, hadn't gotten the permission in the first place oh no oh, oh yeah oh that's <laughs> so excited and so nervous because with the new passionless pointless lineup um i'm playing with anna and uh, marina now uh, anna on drums and marina on the bass and we were so excited and had practiced and had uh, practiced a new live set and we had reworked some of the old songs and then oh we can't play it so that was a bummer <laughs> oh got it oh got a um another a time you're gonna play instead oh yeah next friday and we've had uh some booking requests coming in so we're gonna play play next friday and then saturday and yeah 
Nice. Oh, yes. Good. Great. Oh, well, we're really excited for you. Uh, everything has just now started and yeah, it's amazing. Very exciting. It is. So, um, so how did you get into zine making and creating Vinyl Dyke? Yeah, we'll get it. We'll get stuck straight into yeah. Vinyl Dyke because that's actually how we discovered you yeah. as well. Um, actually, through your playlist, um, I think it was through the Loud Women group Facebook yeah. group, oh, and oh, I yeah. discovered it there. And then I like went to follow you, and then sort of yeah. Then I discovered Passion is Pointless and everything. So yeah, oh, let's yeah. talk. I see, I see. <laughs> yeah, Facebook is still good for the groups. You know, there are yes. people <laughs> say that to connect. It's with good each for other. musicians, right? I think yeah. uh, people always uh, like complain about it, but there's loads of good music groups and like communities, so uh, it's good yeah. for that. Absolutely. So I uh, I make a zine called Vinyl Dyke, like a cut and paste and typewritten um, um, A5 format zine. And how did I get to making this? Yeah, actually, a friend encouraged me to do this. Um, so you need to know there is a huge zine community that you can discover. And for example, my friend, also a music friend, uh, she plays in the band Lavender Witch. Uh, that is Nina uh, from oh, yes. Yeah, yes. Nina. Uh, Echo, Echo Zine. Echo Zine, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and she was a super fan of my previous band, uh, Make Music Not Love. And somehow we connected and I ordered some of her zines. I hadn't read zines for in maybe in 15 years, but they looked cool. They had some Riot Girl stuff in them and I could maybe I could order them. And then I, I ordered the whole catalog because they were so <laughs> great. And uh, yeah, we, we became friends and um, all of her zines just say make your own zine you can do this also she has these mini zines like how to make a zine how to get started and then I thought yeah maybe I can do that too yeah uh, but yeah and maybe I can just write about stuff that I like maybe I can write about my flannel shirts maybe I can write about my band t-shirts maybe I can write about musicians that I like just the way that I want, because you are like totally free. You can write about anything. So that's how I started. Yeah, no, that's that's really actually that's a really nice um, way of getting into it. Actually, discovering other zines and then seeing those messages coming through, and then that inspiring you to do it yourself. When I when I read through your zines, they're so personal, and that's what I like so much yes. about them. You know, telling even what might seem like the most insignificant story actually means something there's so much behind it um I was just flicking through before um have, this we call. Have them on the wall, yeah we actually the have them up here yeah. <laughs> behind us yeah. Um, yeah cool wow um but I saw um for your previous lineup for Passionless Pointless, you had um, this yes. advert that you put out. And I really loved the little bit no. where you had the little explanation of um, you all um, having Jyoti as part of um, the band. So yes. like, when you were looking for a drummer, um, yeah, I just really liked that. I thought it was really <laughs> cool. It's a really nice touch. 
Um, but yeah, like zine making is becoming, I feel, or at least maybe I've discovered zines very late, um, but I feel like it's becoming increasingly popular over the years. Um, I guess, why, why do you think that is as someone who's creating zines? Yeah, that's, 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 that's a good question because I started making zines when I was already in my 30s. So why why was that? Why so late? I could have started as a started as a teenager uh, in the early 2000s, but I didn't. Yeah. So for some reason that has been coming up now. I don't know why. Maybe um Maybe because of all the digital and social media world, maybe doing something with your hands and getting off the screen and um, connecting with people through this media is something that is very appealing. Yeah. Um, And then in combination with the online community, so you go into Facebook groups, you go on Instagram and you do zine trades. So you send your zines around the world to other people, other zine makers, and you get uh, their zines back. Um, that has, um, yeah, it's easy to connect with uh, other zine makers, uh, which then inspire you to do more or to see what other people do. So the combination of the analog uh, zines uh, and the online world, that um, is something that promotes making zines, maybe. Maybe that's why. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I was was thinking the same thing in terms of, you know, why didn't... Because I also run a zine as well, do a little zine. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, how did I not discover this whole community and a mm-hmm. uh, way of putting out information sooner yeah. um but yeah I think I think you're right that it is a combination of like so many just like digital kind of taking over our lives and mm. people now looking for other outlets to, yeah. to put out information and you see the excitement of people when they have zines to have a physical copy of something that Absolutely. perhaps um yeah. especially during a time when you see a lot of um, music magazines, for example, having to shut down, like physical uh, magazines. So, yeah. Yeah. So you did your <clears throat> you did a zine for your album release, um, and this is something mm-hmm. we've seen, like with other artists and ourselves, of course, doing it. Yes, so I what... love reading your zine. That <laughs> was fantastic. Oh, oh, thank the, you. The, um, the, the album promo on that. That was really nice. <laughs> yeah, we really appreciated that. It was, uh, yeah, really nice to have uh, a fellow zine maker's feedback like yours yeah. um, on that. So, yeah, what, what what made you want to do that? And do you think that it's something that other artists should do? Um, maybe it was the same thing that inspired you to do it. Because... Um, I remember when I was a kid, I had all the CDs and the little CD booklets and they had Mm. just the lyrics and some photos, maybe some live photos. And I was sitting on the couch with my headphones on and just skipping through the booklet for hours, like really diving into this world of music or the rock star, rock and roll world. And I liked this like now you only maybe listen to playlists, you listen to one song, but I like to maybe disconnect from the internet, 
um, like slow down and lay back and a zine. I think having a physical copy of a zine with background information, band information, some photos that can really help you to create this moment. And that is one reason why I wanted to have that for um, the album of my band. And also because what I like in other, what I liked about your release and the zine is because I'm interested in the background information, what made you write the song? How did you write it? And uh, what I found most interesting about your zine was how did you produce it? Because it was self-produced and realizing that it was self-produced and telling that story, that that was uh, fantastic to read. Oh, yeah. thank you. <laughs> so there is, I think there is more than the rock star myth or the pop star icon world. I'm interested in the stories that people um, tell, not only through the music, but only in um, in this kind of outlet. Yeah, that's see. true. I, I think it's nice to get more than just, yeah, like a snapshot with the CD where you kind of, yeah, you get these, you know, high quality images, but... Yeah, you're yes. not knowing anything about the process behind it, which mm -hmm. as artists and music lovers obviously is the most interesting thing for us. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I yeah, we both always like to know learn more about artists. So, mm -hmm. uh and I think we realized that a lot of people when we were selling merch, we obviously we did CDs and we thought, okay, yeah, let's mm -hmm. just get CDs. But a lot of people they don't listen to CDs. So, people would yeah. buy the CD almost as like a souvenir like oh I've got a picture mm. of this <laughs> artist but they're probably not even gonna listen to CD so when we thought well let's actually make it useful by having you know something they can read and you know go away with yeah one question we wanted to ask so this podcast in case you didn't know is called not another DIY music podcast <laughs> <laughs> and so one question we're asking all the guests we bring on is what does DIY mean to you and I think um, and we're going to get onto some other questions um, related to your band Passionless Pointless so mm -hmm. some of this mm -hmm. will come out as well but we think it means different things to different people um, and just how yeah sort of the level of DIY so yeah what does DIY mean to you? <laughs> that's <laughs> a, <laughs> that can be there are there can be so many answers to that I could give yeah. many different answers but when I first start realizing that I that I am or that or that I do DIY stuff was yeah if nobody else does it I need to do it you know if nobody writes about my band I need to do it if nobody uh if nobody uh, wants to release my music, I think I I'm gonna I must do it. Um, yeah, that was the first thought that I had when I started making my own music scene and record label. Oh, that's a that's a great answer. <laughs> great. Yeah. Answer. Yeah. Also, also once you start creating, uh, you're gonna meet. Um, other people who also like creating and you connect to other people so that is that is the most interesting um, part of the DIY community oh definitely yeah that's also why like yeah discovering you online um 
yeah, you just meet so many people doing similar things and you can learn from each other yeah. as well. And overall, I think most people are very supportive as well in terms of helping each other out on the sort of DIY community as well. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah. But yeah, so we're going to move on now to talk about more about your band, Passion is Pointless. Yeah. Um, After so- a PJ Harvey song. <laughs> Yes, yeah, we. I yeah, I love the band name. <laughs> oh yeah, I I just knew, found that out. Like I like PJ Harvey, but I I I was like listening to you, and then I I clocked that that that's named after that. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, for for people who um haven't heard of you or your music before, can you tell us how you formed um and what is your sound like and who are you influenced by? Yeah, Passionless Pointless, um, early 90s influence, <laughs> like Nirvana and L7, uh, as you told, like you told in the um, in the introduction, and also the PJ Harvey reference, that is all the frame, the framework. Uh, and um, yeah, I, uh, I formed the band or, yeah, I... I I had another band in the past uh, called Make Music Not Love and that fell apart and that was very frustrating and I wasn't making any any music or not really not in a band and then I played uh but I had I was writing guitar riffs constantly and I showed them to my friend and my friend Nina actually she said you need to get a band Whatever, how can I find a new band? And then we had the idea of making a YouTube video, like my grunt riffs that oh I could. Oh my gosh, yes, I've seen this video. Yeah. It's literally blown up on YouTube. It's so good. <laughs> Gone kind of viral. Still, yeah. still. Like just presenting my riffs with the message who wants to play these riffs with me? Who wants to make them into songs? And that is. Um, yeah, my friend Kate said, I need to be in this band. And then we found uh, Jyoti on Facebook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was a match at that time. That was uh, nice. And we made all the songs and uh, recorded an album. Yeah. Cool. Well, what's the music scene like in Berlin? What's the music scene like well, in Berlin? That you're that you're kind of in. Yeah. Um, I have... I've lived in Berlin for seven or eight years now. And when I came to Berlin, there was a small queer feminist punk rock scene and also feminist hardcore. But I wasn't really into hardcore, but I found it fascinating and I liked the people. But I wasn't really part of that. And then only recently, in the last one or two years, there... um, there is a group called Girl Noisy, and that is a jam session for female musicians and non-binary trans uh, musicians, and that that has grown so uh, so fast, and um, and also bands have formed uh, in that commu- from that community uh, supporting each other, so. I was like, whoa, what is happening? So many new bands. Yeah. Have you got a favorite venue in Berlin? Oh, there are so many. There are so many. (laughs) 
you have to tell us because we haven't visited Berlin yet, but it's on our list and we have a friend who has moved, has there. moved there. So we're definitely going to Berlin at some point. Hopefully for two weeks. You need, to come, you need to come over for two weeks at least. <laughs> <laughs> two weeks. Okay, there we go. That's our next holiday. Just see all the shows. Yeah. There are a lot of very small clubs like underground DIY uh, venues um, organized by um, DIY promoters groups, mm -hmm. um, feminist groups, queer and uh, all of that and these shows are very yeah very nice to be there nice atmosphere and also bigger venues of course nice yeah well we can't wait yeah. to visit one day we'll see how traveling is next year um but yeah going back to passionless pointless so you released your debut album um, and actually it was released via Vinyl Dyke, right? Yeah. Um, and yeah, why did you decide to release it via your own label? This kind of comes back to that sort of DIY question yeah. as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, why on my my own label? Mm -hmm. Because nobody else would release it. <laughs> I was thinking. So um, yeah, and it's actually pretty easy to make your own record label because you only need to think of a name and put the name on the release yeah <laughs> and all, all the business stuff later but that's also very easy in that uh diy uh, situation in terms of sort of the business stuff then that you're mentioning did you decide to to sort of register vinyl dyke records as a as a sort of business or did you sort of go like really DIY in terms of like uh registering it so when you went to register your songs kind of thing um I had the idea of making Vinyl Dyke records way back five six seven years eight years ago but that was oh, wow. only the that was only the idea and uh, then um I when I was working full time and stuff, I had the time, I had the money, not the time, but the money to make a vinyl <laughs> for my previous band and to pay pay everything, yeah, um, easily. So uh, I, I just put Vinyl Dyke Records on it, and that was the first release. Nice. Now that I I'm selling the zine and uh, tapes for my band, I decided to register it as a business. Okay. But not, not as, not as um, no um, like vinyl dyke records company or anything like that. Uh, just you need to register business with your name, <clears throat> not even vinyl dyke, just Evelyn Bastian, and um, yeah, that's it. So you don't need label codes or anything like that. Right. Okay. Oh, that's really interesting. That's yeah, that's really interesting to know. Brilliant. Um, so then talking about the lineup change. So obviously you released your debut album. I think it was it was all during COVID as well with all the lockdowns all and everything. Yeah. yeah. So you weren't even able to to do proper promotion around it. But you released a music video. You released a mm -hmm. single, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. And the album itself. Um can you tell us a little bit more about sort of the lineup change, how that happened, if you 
feel okay talking yeah. about it oh, yeah. and what it's like oh well how you feel about eventually very soon playing shows with your new bandmates <laughs> All right. Uh, so um, uh, Jyoti, Kate and I, we recorded the album together and we uh, had a had a very good time recording the album, as you can see in the official music video for uh, The Joy of Missing Out. So we yeah. decided to um, just uh, put together some footage of the um, recordings and these were the best uh, couple of days uh, in that whole summer very nice good vibes and uh yeah then it was time to release uh the album but um what does releasing an album mean uh like yeah that's a lot of work to do and uh yeah. you need to talk about your goals and uh stuff so in the in the course of the album release which took ha half a year we found out that we had somehow different or band goals were different from each other. Yeah. yeah. And that was that. Yeah. I think, I think that can be, that's something that a lot of bands probably go through, like releasing an album. And I mean, an album an EP is so much work. I think a lot of people don't realize unless you're in a band releasing music, understand how much work you put in especially as a DIY artist you know you're trying to you know you've already put in so much energy writing the songs recording the songs and then you have to find press to get it out there trying to get yeah. it on playlists you know <laughs> trying to book gigs you know maybe some people want to go on tour oh, wow. yeah artwork yeah photos everything is so much and as you sort of like write down your whole list yeah. of everything you need to do it can become extremely overwhelming like overwhelming. for us it's good yeah. to check in about what your goals are because yeah. we, we even do that like we say okay what is our goal for this are we aligned yeah <laughs> and and like being really honest as well with what your goals are like either with the yeah. with the album or with your music as well you know if 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 one person's goal is to just sort of have fun with being in a band which is a mm -hmm. perfectly fine goal but then the other person is like I want to headline Glastonbury or something then obviously <laughs> you're probably yeah. at some point gonna have an issue there so yeah it's something we we both try and check in with each other that we're on the same page because we don't always agree as well <laughs> yeah Totally, totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Um, you need to you need to pull into the same direction. Yeah. As a band. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And so now you have um new bandmates. Yeah. So I'm assuming did, they're sort you, of sorry, how did you find new where did you find the new bandmates? <laughs> um so um through Vinyl Dyke Records and the Zine and the Passion is Pointless Instagram account. I met a lot of people uh, in Berlin and on the internet. And then I wrote people individual individually. Do you know a bassist? Do you know somebody who wants to play this music uh, with us? Uh, and um, somebody I uh, I knew from way back, she said, I actually know somebody. Uh, her name is Marina, and I think you know her already. And yeah, and then we met and um, played some music, and that somehow clicked. 
because we didn't even have to talk about um, the, like what it what does it mean to play in a DIY band or the promotion stuff, the touring stuff, the merch stuff. She already knew everything from her last band, so we were on the same page immediately. And then we looked for a drummer um, who who also had kind of similar ideas of playing in a band and making the music. Yeah. Good. Nice. Yeah, and then not yeah. long until you all play your first show together. Oh, yeah, next Friday. This oh. Friday. Oh, my God. This Friday. By the time this episode goes out, you would have already played at least two shows together. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good luck. Good luck for them. No, thank you, you so fun. much. It, it is fantastic. There's so much energy, positive energy from Anna yeah. and Marina. And also the songs sound different different now yeah, I, can, I can imagine actually yeah. in a way yeah they, we have a different dynamic and different dynamics and uh also both of them have different styles of playing and together as three people it sounds different mm, it's, yeah, it's very interesting and also we have um yeah since we have a different band dynamic now we also reworked two of the old songs Nice. Is that the t two songs from, from the album? From the album, actually. Mm -hmm. Which two? <laughs> <laughs> that is Surviving My Sobriety. Okay. Oh, nice. yeah, yeah, that is more energetic now. And also um, the one Cross Em Out. Okay. That was more of a noise rock song. Yeah. Very repetitive. And that has a bit more, some more dynamics now nice like it's actually yeah oh that's really cool yeah it's actually nice because like even even for us when we're mm. sort of putting together the arrangements for playing live it's it is kind of like a different it sort yeah. of adapts the song changes, changes mm -hmm. and it's interesting because like when you record an album a single that song is sort of what it was in that moment in time as well yep um, and actually, we're going to ask you a little bit more about that in a second. Um, but <laughs> um, but yeah, and then when you go and play it live or you start practicing it for live performance, it sounds sometimes completely different and not in a bad yeah. way, just different. Um, so, yeah, so the last the last question we had for you, what's next for you and how can people support Passionless Pointless? <laughs> what's next? Shows and tours um so when i met uh, marina the bassist um i told her i don't want to tour i'm afraid of touring <laughs> i'm i don't want to i don't want to sleep in some dive bar on the floor i'm allergic yeah. to dust and oh i'm allergic God. to cats and i only eat vegan whole foods how can i how can i possibly <laughs> go on tour and she said no worries you can talk to the promoter so if there is if there are cats and dogs in the house we can't sleep there it's fine we're not got, we can't play the show then you can ask for that so oh really i can then we can go on tour <laughs> oh my I gosh get that. yeah we said that as well we're like oh we've got like three gigs coming up and then afterwards we're like god imagine doing this every day but it'll be exciting at the same time and it's quite it's cool to see new new venues around 
Um, yeah. I was actually going to say, how wide is the tour? Where are we talking? Uh, <laughs> we're just going to start with some individual single shows and then doing some weekenders like Friday and uh, Saturday, a couple of these. And then for next spring, we we are now planning uh, three or four shows in a row and then maybe a week. Cool. Are they all in Germany? In in Germany and maybe Switzerland. Oh, cool. Yeah, because... Yeah, I I work as a teacher and I I only have the only <laughs> I have I have a lot of free time in the um, in the breaks holidays, but I, I need to stick to these um the these time slots yeah mm. yeah I was gonna say um I to I, I'm glad to hear someone say like sort of the fear of going on tour in terms of like. <laughs> the yeah. dust and like allergies and just because I'm literally just feeling tired because when I when I see people's tour dates and they've literally got like one day after the other and they're in a different mm -hmm. city every every day I'm like how if I did that I would be so ill and I wouldn't be able to sing I just know that I just I wouldn't be able to do it need recovery time yeah for sure so yeah, yeah. Prepare, prepare for it prepare recovery time good food yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Good places to sleep. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. And then uh sorry, random question, but what do you teach? Um primary school? Oh. Year 3 and 4. Oh. <laughs> Cute. I hope I hope yeah, I hope they're not too much of a handful. I feel yeah, like I that age. That stress <laughs> like to me. But No, yeah. they're super cute, super nice. Oh. Oh, yeah. In the next part of this episode, Evelyn talks about Passionless Pointless's debut single, The Joy of Missing Out. So it's called The Joy of Missing Out in contrast to The Fear of Missing Out. And uh, I remember when I was I w just a little bit younger, I had a lot of FOMO and all of my friends and my girlfriend at that time uh was constantly like oh we need to go to this party we need to go uh here i need to meet this person oh i want this person to like me or there was a queer scene in berlin party scene and um it was always a little weird to uh, i felt the pressure of going to this event to that event without um having a sense of a community that that it was just a scene and that wasn't giving anything to me it was really weird and then at some point I just decided well maybe I should just stay home I don't want this I don't want to go to parties it is this the sound is um it is the sound that represents the band the most i think because it's the first two three seconds already lay down the sound it's grunge and punk and that is what we wanted to um have for the fans for the listeners
I remember I was here in my living room and I was um, uh, on my phone uh, on YouTube looking for um, Nirvana um, Bleach Drums Only track. And then I played uh, the Nirvana drums and played the riff of The Joy of Missing Out to that. <laughs> And that was also the sound that I wanted to have early Nirvana. That was clear from the from the beginning. <laughs> we recorded it live, uh, meaning the band plays the song without vocals, and then we 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 and then we added the vocals afterwards. So a day later. Not all drummers can do that, but Jyoti can uh, play to a click. She plays the drums to the beat and uh, on her, in her on her headphones, and then uh, we played along. So what I like the most about the song is that it is so repetitive on the one uh, hand, but it also has some tiny, slight changes uh, would ma uh, which make the song more dynamic. Because basically I play the whole, the, the, uh, the main riff all the way through, almost in the entire song. Um, but in, in different styles and there are different drums. There is a guitar solo, but with the main riff as the bass line. So what I like about it is that it's so monotonous <laughs> and um, but also um, has its ups and downs and yeah. Brilliant. Thank you so thank you so much for um for speaking with us. It's been it's been really, really lovely getting to getting to know you, getting to know more about vinyl dyke, getting to know more about passionless pointless. Um and yeah, just learning more about the the process behind your work. So thank you. You know, thank you. Thank you so much for spreading the word about DIY and DIY music and uh, providing insight to uh, in, into this because it's not that difficult to make everything DIY. Mm -hmm.